And uh, I'm going back to uh, discouragement, how to overcome discouragement. And it's been about three weeks now, so I have, bear with me, uh, three weeks is a long time to get new revelation from God, okay? So I got a lot of stuff I want to talk about, okay? So I got some things I want to share with you. Let's go. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. Now, we've said here that everyone is experiencing discouragement. You have been discouraged one time or the other. And some of you may even be going through discouragement right now. You're discouraged because of something that happened in your life, and you don't think you can go further, at least in this particular area. And so this morning we want to talk about discouragement. We already talked about some of the reasons people get discouraged. That was in the past messages. But we're talking about how to be free from discouragement. How to be free from discouragement. And we talked about seven things that we must do to be free from discouragement. Now, why do we need to be free from discouragement? I need you to write this down. Positive change does not come to the discouraged. Positive change will never come to a man who is discouraged. There's nothing going to... You either stay where you are or you're going to regress. Because you're discouraged. There's nothing to do. You don't want to try anything anymore. You feel like, I've done that before. He didn't work. I'm not going anywhere. Positive change does not come to the one who is discouraged. Discouragement, you can write this down as well. Discouragement is a valley of the shadow of death. Because in that valley, all dreams die. It's the valley or a valley of the shadow of death. Hopelessness lives in that valley. That's discouragement. There is no light in the valley of discouragement. So we need light from God. That's why we need to be free from it. Because once you're discouraged, you don't want to try anymore. You want to give up. You just want to stay there. You feel sorry for yourself. And you start looking out. To who to blame. So we want to talk about how to be free from discouragement. The children of Israel were discouraged when they were building the temple of God because people discouraged them and opposed them. And they felt like they couldn't do it. And so they were discouraged and I said, they stopped building for a number of years until God raised the prophet Zechariah and Haggai to minister to them to help them get back to the place where they were free from discouragement and had courage to proceed. And God alone can do that. And so when you are discouraged, the only way to get out of it for the believer, you need a fresh encounter with God. You need a fresh encounter with God. 
The word of God is the only agent of change. And let me say this, and you can write this down. Until something changes inside of you, nothing changes around you. Until there is change within, nothing changes around you. And the Word of God is the only true agent of change that can change your situation. You're already discouraged. So have a fresh encounter with God. And the first place to, do, to start with that is expose yourself to the Word of God. Expose yourself to the Word of God. Discouragement is a valley of the shadow of death. It said, there is no light there. But the Bible tells us in Psalm 119 verse 130, that's a lot of verses there. 130, it says, the entrance into God's word gives light. It makes the simple, it gives the simple understanding. So you are able to understand what's happening, how to navigate around your problem and to proceed. You need the word of God for that transformation. Discouragement is dark. Really dark. There's a scripture that tells us in Isaiah chapter 60, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is upon you. For the darkness shall cover the earth. Notice, not a darkness, the darkness. The darkness shall cover the earth. And darkness are people, the people that are on the earth. Everyone, like a program, darkness over your life. But the Lord will arise upon you and his glory will be seen in you. So the light of God is what pulls you out of that valley of discouragement. So you are free from it. So we need to make ourselves available to the Word of God. The Word of God gives light. In John chapter 1, beginning from verse 4, he tells us this very clearly. In him was life. That Jesus, in Jesus was life. And the life was the light of men. So the light, Jesus is that light. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. Not our darkness. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. So we have that light of God that shines in darkness. That frees us from our discouragement so we can serve God. The next thing, number two. Get back to working for God. The gospel is very clear. This is the way the gospel is. If you put the gospel together, what you hear is nothing goes for nothing. You have to do something to be free from wherever you find yourself. Nothing goes for nothing. I know someone will say, well, the gospel is free. You can, be free. you can be saved. Salvation is free. Yes, that's because somebody paid for it. Jesus paid for it. 
But if you read in Psalm, I mean Proverbs chapter 8, verse 17, it tells us there very clearly, I love those who love me. So go back to working for God. And in, his God, in God's presence, there is fullness of joy. If you need freedom from discouragement, the sorrow there, God can give you, you know, fullness of joy. That's in God's very presence. So it is God's presence that does that for us. So that's what the whole message is. Go back to working for God. And God will begin to show himself strong on your behalf as you work for him. Third thing is live to please God only. Live to please God only. All men fail. The great ones get back up again. Everyone is failed in life. You've tried something that didn't work. Everyone will fail sometime. But the ones who will make it, they get back up again. If you are depending on people to help you, sometimes they're not there for you. Let me say many times, they're not there. Jeremiah 17 verse 5 was clear. He says, Thou says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man. Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength. Whose heart departs from the Lord. So that's what it is. You cannot trust, you cannot try to please people. It's all about you and your God. You have not failed. You can write this down. You have not failed until you start looking for somebody to blame. You haven't failed until you start looking for somebody to blame. Because when you start looking for somebody to blame for your failure, you get discouraged and you are not able to do anything anymore. So you own what's happening and begin to trust God for a lifting. Because God will lift you. You can trust God for helping you. Number four, persevere in the face of opposition. You get opposed all the time. That gets us discouraged. You're trying to do something to help, but it's not good enough. Those that you relied on, they turn, turn around and they don't want anything to do with you. And you can see it. So you can get discouraged. But you are not trusting in man. You're trusting in God. Let me say this. Pain, and you can write this down, Pain is good sometimes. I wanted to say pain is good. But you said, no, I disagree with that. Pain is not good. <laughs> but pain is good. For the believer. Because God forces, uses pain to force you to desire change. When you are hurting, you want something to change. You start crying out 
to God for change. So persevere in the face of opposition. Stay. God may have allowed it. Because he has something better. Until he pressures you, you won't desire change. And God will only work when you have a red heart desire for change. And he uses pain to pressure you to get to the place where you begin to desire change. So your change will not come until you desire it. And this is the way, some, you say, why does God allow this? I prayed, I did all of this, and I tried everything, it didn't work. God wants to take you to a better place. Where you want, the place that you want to stay, and your dream is too small for God, and God thinks, I need something bigger than that. Isaiah 54, God says, enlarge the place of your tent. So when you, God wants to make you, and, and you get people to oppose you, and say all kinds of things, and so that you begin to feel, I can't make it. But then when you get into the very presence of God, and God begins to give you hope, then you begin to feel, I can do it. God is with me. There is nothing impossible. God's on my side. I'll try it. And, and God will vindicate me. And God will make you a showcase. As you listen to Him. So don't give up. Don't get discouraged in the face of opposition. God has already told you, you are going to be opposed. That's why God told uh, Joshua, as he was leading the people into the promised land, he said, I'm gonna sh- you're going to give the land to the people, and you're going to divide the land for the children of Israel. But be of good courage. Why? Because you are going to face oppositions. There are disappointments coming your way. You're going to face that. We've all been disappointed. And when you're disappointed, it seems like Satan doesn't want you to see that there is a way out. He says, you boxed yourself in, you caused it, you are a failure. Well, every morning failed. But you pick yourself up and trust in God, even if you don't understand what's going on around you. You know, when you read the life of, of uh, David, David had been running from Saul for so long. David was anointed probably when he was a teenager to be a king. Anointed by the greatest prophet in the land. So he knew he was going to be a king someday. And I'm sure he was thinking, wow, I'm going to be the king of Israel. But before long, opposition came. He was running for his life. He was running to, at the stage he had to go to the enemy to protect his life. He got his family to himself. Just to protect them. David wasn't thinking about the throne anymore. All he was thinking about was survival. But he wasn't discouraged. He knew God was with him. It's funny. When, it's, when you feel like giving up, don't go there. Like I said, discouragement is, is the value of the shadow of death. But David, this is the way he deals with it. Though I pass through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because God's with me. Go through the valley of discouragement, but don't camp there. Everyone is going to go through that valley. 
Those that don't make it are those who camp in the valley of discouragement. Because you don't feel there's a way out. But with God, there's always a way out. God is the way maker. He'll get you out. He'll get you out. Remember this. All things work together for good. To those who love God. And to those who are called according to His purpose. All things work together for good. To those who love God. And those who are called according to His purpose. You may not understand what's going on. And you feel discouraged. But God's cooking something behind the scene. You just can't see it. Amen. So that's the time to start shouting and praising God. God, I don't understand this. And until you start praising God, your light will not come. So you can be free. All things work together for good. God has already told us very clearly that we will go through difficult times. That's what he says. John 16. That tell, it tells us there very clearly. Verse 33. He says, in the world you will have tribulation. But in me, you have peace. He says, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you have peace, but in the world you have tribulation. And then he says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So your disappointment, whatever you're going through, that's not the end. That's not the last, that's not the, one, the thing that has the last say. God has the last say. And God will come through for you. Trust, number five, trust God always. Trust God always. God has promised, and you have to take this promise to heart. I will never forget you. As long as you are still breathing, you belong to Him. He knows everything that you're going through. He knows it better than you know it. He said, I'll never forget you. God has promised also, He says, I have engraved you on the palm of my hand. So He never forgets you. Yes, you are going through the difficult time, but you are not forgotten. So don't stay discouraged. Encourage yourself in the Word. David was almost discouraged because, and, and this is what happens, sometimes when you are so close, I think that's what happens when we get discouraged and we start complaining before God, we make the period of our pain longer. Yeah. We make it longer. That's what happened to the children of Israel. Every time they complain, God says, another round. They come back to the same place. They never learned. They complain and God says, we're going around again for a second, another time. And for 40 years, they were doing just that. David was right at the edge of becoming a king. Right, 
He didn't know it. We think, we read the Bible. David didn't read the Bible, okay? He was part of the Bible. <laughs> he didn't read nothing except he knew his God. David was at the very edge. Few days later, he would be king. He didn't know it. And he went to battle with the Philistines and they chased him back. You go home because he left his wife and he had about 600 mighty men that fought with him. He left them, left them behind with their wives. And these were the men that have been with him all along. But that's, the, that's what Satan wants you to believe. He wants you to believe that God's not with you. God has abandoned you because of what you're going through. There is no hope anymore. But God's already given you his word. And God cannot lie. He was at the very age of it. And he went to battle. The Philistines said, you can't, you can't, we don't want you to fight with us. They said, King, you trust him. Now he'll turn against us, send him back. And but when he went back with his men, his wives, his children, everyone was gone. No cell phone in those days. You can't call. He had no idea what had happened. The camp was empty. The mighty men, people that have been in serious battle, people that have killed giants, they were weeping. So discouraged. It's like everything I worked for is gone. That's the way they felt. Wives, children, everybody gone. They had no idea whether they were alive or dead. They were so discouraged. They were weeping. And some of them said to themselves, Is this David that's been misleading us? That happened. We're going to kill him. He caused this. And David heard it. These were men that he brought up. They had become useful people. Both in the kingdom and in their lives. God has raised them up. And he was their leader. Now they were talking about killing him. And David, it says in the scripture, David went in before God and encouraged himself in the Lord. Amen? David went and encouraged himself in the Lord. That's what we need to do. Nothing, nothing changed, but David was encouraged. He said, come on guys, God has spoken. He's still with us. They're still alive. We're going to get them. Amen? That's, those things are written for our example. Upon whom the end of the world has come. God wrote that for us. All things work together for good. To those who love God. And there's no apology to that. God will keep his word. Remember, whatever you're going through, if God allowed it, was for a purpose. Right after this problem with David, the next event... He was becoming king. He had no idea. Because he was able to recover everybody that they took. Not a soul was lost. I'm going to say this to you. No matter what the enemy is doing in your life, today change has come. Can I hear an amen? Change has come. Can you say that? Change has come. Change has come. Change has come. You don't have to stay discouraged. 
change has come. God is still the same God. And He's here with us right now. As I'm speaking, the Lord God is right here with you. If you will trust Him with your heart, God can change that circumstance. God can bring your dream to pass this very day. Don't let go of your dream. God's not asking you to look to your own resources. Look up to Him. Don't trust in flesh. Don't make flesh your strength, including your flesh. Don't make flesh your strength. God can change. What Satan wants from us is for you to cast away your confidence in God. Once your confidence is gone, there's nowhere to go. God himself said, don't cast away your confidence. Because God knows if you lose your confidence, there's nothing he can do. The circumstances are there presented to you to make you want to let go of your confidence. That God will take care of you. We're humans. We don't know what tomorrow will bring. But I tell you what, God knows. God knows. And he's bringing in the goods. Amen? Can I hear amen? amen. Can you say it? He's bringing in my goods. Amen. He's bringing in my goods. Amen. That's God. The God that we serve. You don't have to stay discouraged. God sees it. But today, tell yourself, God's with me. And God will bring it to pass. The Bible says, just tell God what's going on. Commit your ways to the Lord. And it says, He will direct your path. He'll bring it to pass. All you need to do is tell Him. But don't stay in the valley of the shadow of discouragement. Get out of that place. Trust in God. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 10 verse 35, Therefore do not cast away your confidence. God wants you to stay confident in Him. Because you lose your confidence, He cannot do anything. And what the enemy is doing, He's coming into your family, He's coming into your finances, He's coming into all these different areas, He's telling you this person is doing this, and this person is doing that. They're trying to destroy your life, they're trying to make you feel miserable. You're not to pay them attention. Pay God attention. Focus on God and God alone. Because he will bring it to pass. And I'm telling you this morning, I believe for some of us here, God's already started working. Your freedom is here. Because as you go into the word of God, he brings light. And you know what that light is? Truth. And you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. You know the truth and you're free. Stay with the word of God. Don't meditate on what Satan is giving you and all that is around you. The Bible says, why we look not to the things that are seen, but the things that are unseen. Look at the things that are unseen. The word of God unseen because it's not in the natural manifestation right now. But you can stay with the word of God and refuse to listen to the enemy. What you do is stay with what God says to you. And that's what you meditate on and not the problem. And light will come into that problem. 
Number six, develop a consistent prayer life. Develop a consistent prayer life. Jesus, again, you can read this in uh, Luke chapter 18, verse 1. It's very clear there. It says, Jesus gave them a parable, spoke a parable, that men ought always to pray and not get discouraged. Men, or it says, yeah, lose heart. People, if you are a human being, that's what he's saying. This is a clear solution for your discouragement. Men ought always to pray and not get discouraged. What is it that is discouraging you? Pray about it. Find a scripture about that and take it to God and say, God, this is your word. I believe your word. I still have a little bit of doubt inside of me. But Lord, help my own belief. I believe your word. I know you are with me. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to cast away my confidence. You start praying that to God. And God will guide or guard your heart. It tells us this in Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. It says, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Can you say that with me? Be anxious for nothing. Nothing means nothing, including what you're going through right now. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, no matter that problem, whatever it is, in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, you give thanks. You know why you give thanks? Because God's going to do it. You are praying now. You were not praying before, but now you are praying. And when you pray, there is thanksgiving coming. You're going to give thanks. So why wait until the thing comes to you? Start giving thanks now before it arrives. That's what God is saying. Before you were not praying, but now you are praying. And your answer is on the way. So God says, don't wait. Give thanks right now. With prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, make your request known to God. And the peace of God. The peace of God that passes understanding. In other words, you're no longer discouraged. But the problem is still there. You got the peace of God. You can't understand it. You're wondering, why am I not anxious? I got all these problems. I got all these deaths. What am I going to do with this? Why am I not fearful anymore? Because you've been praying. Amen. You've been praying. When you pray, God takes over. That's transfer. You were carrying the Lord. Now you say, God, I'm tired. You have it. He's big enough. He can carry it, amen? And, and it's nothing to him. And he can throw the problem away. So you can throw more at, his, at him. Amen? Yes. God's able to do that. And God will do that. I'm so sure God will. If you will only mention it to him in prayer, he's taking over. You all, I wrote to somebody, the greatest trouble we have is waiting. You, we can't wait very much. 
we have this uh, drive-through mentality, you know, give me now or I'll go to the next restaurant. It got to be for five minutes. Oh, wow, that's very long. Uh, God's not working on your time. So wait, wait patiently. You know, I found something in the scripture too. Wait, wait for the Lord and wait on the Lord. Hello? Wait on the Lord. That's prayer. And then there's wait for the Lord because His timing is not yours. Wait for Him. There is an appointed time. That's what God did with Zechariah. Zechariah was the prophet of hope. And, and his name meant at the appointed time. So God would do that. Number six. Number seven. My wife had to correct me on that. Seek encouraging friends. Don't go to people that are always telling you something negative. Negative words affect people. And sometimes it affects you so strongly, you can't get away from it. You can't recover. You can't recover. You try very hard, but it's already here. What you've heard, you cannot unhear. It's still there. Let me say this to you. What you hear will affect what, how you think. Please write this down. What you hear will affect how you think. And how you think will affect how you believe or what you believe. And what you believe will show up in your behavior. And your behavior will result in who you become. What you hear will affect what you think, how you think. And how you think will affect how you believe and how you behave. And your behavior, how you behave, will determine what you become. So you need good friends. People that will speak positive things to you. To change your life. It's so important. Proverbs chapter 12 verse 26. This is for the righteous. If you are a child of God. This is what it says. The righteous should choose his friends carefully. Proverbs 12 verse 26. The righteous should choose his friends carefully. This is scripture. If you choose the wrong type of friends, they will bring you down. Sometimes Jesus said it this way if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It's no use. It's no use. Give up that friendship. Because it's not going to help you. So choose your friends carefully. Choose your mates to be carefully. Before you get married, think about it. Count the costs. Hello? <laughs> Before you go there, don't get too excited. 
It's so clear in the scriptures. I believe this means a lot. When God says, choose your friends carefully. It's very important. For the way of the wicked leads them astray. Righteous should choose their friends carefully. That's what the word says. We don't have to be discouraged. God's with us. You can be free from discouragement today. You can give that away all to the Lord. And God is here with us. We can be free from discouragement. Stand up with me this morning. has bowed. You here this morning. He takes only those that know the Lord Jesus Christ. To walk in light and be free from these things that are there to cause us pain. Until a man is born again, you really cannot walk in light. And this is the light of life. If you're here this morning and you say, well, I, don't, I, know, I know about God. I know God somewhat. But I really don't know Him the way I would really like to know Him. If you're here this morning and you are... Wanting to know God better, you're going to make a commitment to God. At the count of three, would you put your hand up quick, quickly? One, two, three. Put your hand up. Put your hand up. Thank you. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. Thank you. It's a life of commitment. Again, I would like to say. Please be here on Wednesday night because this message is very important to me and uh, should bring about change in people's lives. These days it seems like we have too many lazy Christians. They find every excuse. We have to draw near to God. We have to make that sacrifice. 